Quest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. This episode was produced by Cavi Productions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here with a very special guest that I am very excited to tell you all about. His name is Matt Lamontagne, and he is my fucking boyfriend, and I love him. And (laughs) how are you today, Matt? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you today? I am really, really good, and I'm really excited to have you on today. So um, just a quick like note to everyone. So I've been trying to get Matt on my podcast for quite a while, back when he was just my friend, and it just never happened. So I'm just super, super stoked to have him. I'm reluctantly stoked to be here. (laughs) So one of the things that we were thinking about talking about today is fostering a spirit of adventure, because that's one of the really cool things about my relationship with Matt, my friendship with Matt, is that both of us really help to draw out that spirit in each other. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. So um, we've gone on many, many adventures since we started hanging out like a lot. Like we've been friends for a while, but we've been hanging out a lot in the last, I don't know, six months or three months or yeah. some amount of months. Some amount of months, for sure. <laughs> and uh, so a few of the things that we've done is we've gone on adventure courses and we've gone bungee jumping. And so why don't you uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about your experience with bungee jumping? Okay, so um, bungee jumping was a pretty cool experience for me. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like super, super terrifying. But once you get there and you're like standing on the edge and you've got all that fear inside of you and like ev- everything in your in your body and mind is telling you like, don't do this, it's a bad idea. But as soon as you do, like your your feet come off the ground and like all of that just goes away. Yeah, like, it's so surprisingly calming, isn't it? Yeah. Like that moment where you're jumping. The video of me, everyone was saying that it looked like I died, but I was just so relaxed. <laughs> and then you were a little flaily. You were a little flaily. A little bit, yeah. <clears throat> um, so I guess what I would ask you is from the bungee jumping, and we did a couple other face your fears type um, activities, I guess. Um, what would you say, like, how has that impacted you in your regular day-to-day life? And do you think that it was worthwhile? Um, I think it was absolutely worthwhile. Like, really, for me, the biggest lesson there is the the fear of doing something and the apprehension you feel is something that you carry with you if you don't proceed with it, right? Like, if you were to get to the edge, stand there, have all of that fear and anxiety in you, and then decide not to do it and walk away, then that's something you carry with you. Where as soon as you like jump and you're falling, like it's just gone. Like you just release that. I was just gonna say it's like a release. Yeah. Um, and and that's very similar to my experience as well. As you know, I almost didn't jump. Um, and then another mat, the the very very calming mat. Not that you're not calming. You're very calming. Sorry. Um, of course. <laughs> um, but uh, he was like, just put your arms up close your eyes, or no, don't close your eyes. He said, look at the trees and just breathe deep. And then he pushed me off of a bridge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and like I said, that moment was so like cathartic. Like it just felt like everything. And then, and then following that now in my life, and, and you can tell me if you have similar experiences, 
following that in my life, like I have a lot of fear in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm a human, you know, human's gonna human. But every time there's fear, like I, I say to myself, like you just jump, just jump, or at least fall, you know, and just trust. And like, for me, I found that it's given me a lot more trust in like the universe as a whole. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely something about, uh, you know, jumping off a bridge or in some cases getting pushed. Um, with, uh, with, you know, nothing but a, a towel tied around your ankles separating you from death. <laughs> Puts things into perspective a little bit, for sure. It really does. Um, and, and so besides the bungee jumping, do you have a favorite adventure that we've been on? Um, I really did like the adventure course. I thought that was, that was pretty fun. Yeah, so for those who are not um, local, what an adventure course is, is it's also called tree linking in other places. So it's an obstacle course in the trees. And the first one, or three, I guess, it's like three little courses. Those were super, super fun. <laughs> the extreme course was my fucking nightmare. It was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't as much fun. I mean, maybe for some people, if you're like really into like very like physical upper body, like military style, like climbing cargo nets for no reason kind of stuff, like <laughs> you might like that. But uh, that, that part of it wasn't for me. Um, yeah, so Matt, <laughs> Matt's my hero because I, I swear to God, I almost died. Um, we were doing, there was cargo nets and we were, you have to climb across them and then you have to like swing across and catch another cargo net. And like, I, I have physical health issues and I'm also kind of out of shape. And like, I thought I was going to die. I was like, I was just like stuck. I couldn't get across and, and Matt uh, came and rescued me and and it was, for me, it was really good, even though I hated every moment of it, um, because not only did it, it made me feel like so accomplished. Like it also made me like feel closer to Matt. We weren't dating at the time, but <clears throat> made me feel closer to Matt because he like rescued me. Uh, <laughs> but it also, at the end of it, made me feel so accomplished. Like wow, I really can do anything. And we did this on the same day we did the bungee jumping too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was just like between the physical exertion that I never thought I'd survive and the bungee jumping, it's just like, it was so, it was so empowering, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, it's just one of those things where you kind of decide in life, like what you think your limitations are. And uh, being able to convince yourself otherwise is <laughs> always a beneficial thing. I tend to agree, except for I hate always because, you know, because I'm picky like that. Almost always. Almost, Almost always. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that kind of your, well, our adventuring together started back when we... <laughs> We missed a turn, and so we went to a town that was like three or four um, hours the wrong way. Hours in the wrong direction, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and got some sushi. Um, in and arguably, probably my favorite sushi place. Yeah, yeah. And before this, you didn't really do sushi either, no, right? No, I didn't. 
So, um, so that was our the beginning of our adventures. Would you say that that spirit of adventure started before then? Like, what was it that triggered that for you? Um, for me, it was just about, uh, you know, realizing that there were a lot of things that I wasn't doing with my life that I wanted to do for like a variety of different reasons. But what it really came down to is like anything that you feel like slightly interested in or have some kind of interest or curiosity about, like, don't say no. There's no reason for that. Like, just try stuff. <laughs> All right. So here's a question that I haven't even asked you off air. Um, do you have any recent pre-Kara adventures? Recent pre-Kara adventures? Or, like, um, did it start with the sushi trip? Um, yeah, I think in, like, a... Oh, I don't, I don't know the right way to say it, but I mean, there, there was some things that I did before, but never with like the same gusto and enthusiasm <laughs> that I do now. Uh, it, yeah, it comes back to the, the realization that you know, like, why do you say no to, to things that you're interested in or curious about? Like, there really isn't a reason for it. Like, just get out there and do it. Well, and I, I freaking love that. Um, so I didn't go on many adventures before then. And when we say adventure, just let me define what I mean by that is just doing things for the sake of doing them, hoping that they turn out well and not having a plan. Um, yeah, just get in the car with no plan and just go and do something. Um, and that's, it's one thing that like, it was, it's just so intoxicating about hanging out with you is that like, so just for, for everyone's knowledge, I have a lot of ideas that are objectively probably considered bad ideas. I'm like, let's do this thing. Let's get a tattoo today or like whatever. And, and everybody always says no, except Matt. That's <laughs> Matt's like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do something fun. And the one time um, that he was like, no, let's do something else. <laughs> I was like, let's make flutes out of sticks. And he's like, no. And so we went and did something else. And the next day, I made a working flute out of a stick. And I know that he's secretly super, super jealous and sad that he said no, even though he probably won't admit it. I'll take uh, that secret to the grave with me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, is there any other ways? Like, have, have people in your life noticed that you're more adventurous, would you say? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, when somebody gets a hold of me, like, hey, what are you doing today? We should hang out. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm in, like, I'm four hours away, like, halfway up a mountain. And they're just like, <laughs> what the, you know, like. <laughs> the moon rise. We saw the moon rise. Oh, there's so many good things. Um, so my next question would be, like, for you personally, and I'll answer um, my own answer after. Um, you know, you said that before you used to say no a lot and, and all of that stuff. So like, obviously there's a lot of fears that go into people saying no as often as they do. So my question would be like, was there a specific thing that clicked for you? Like, how was it that you were able to shift from someone who was, you know, kind of more reserved, let's say, to someone right. who is open to adventure? Like what, what, how could someone else achieve that, do you think? Well, for me, it mostly came down to um, just like, you know, valuing my freedom and getting 
kind of getting to a place where it's like, okay, I feel like I've kind of been on the same track for like four or five years now and my life has been very like monotonous, like very repetitive things, just doing the same things all the time and not really seeking anything outside of that. Like Mm -hmm. I was in a very, I guess, kind of comfortable place. And I just decided that, you know, being comfortable isn't the same thing as living. Like, I I don't want to exist in life. I want to live life, right? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And yeah, that was the biggest thing for me. It's just like, I want to I wanna live a life that... Basically what you're saying is that your desire for an interesting life that's, that's a life well lived kind of overpowered the fear of not knowing what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's very fair and cool. Um, and pretty similar to, to my answer, really. Um, as you know, I am borderline obsessed with wellness and happiness and, and you know, the whole thing. Um, and so I've been you know, reading and researching and studying and talking to people about this stuff for, for a long time. And there was a lot of, lots of different resources that mentioned, you know, really living, you know, whatever yeah. that looks like. And Yeah, I think that's what it's all about. And there's a lot of stuff that came <laughs> up um, around the idea of intu- intuition and intuitive living, especially, um, especially as like a feminine quality. And as you know, I'm super feminine. Um, of course. <laughs> um, but uh, um, a lot of stuff came up around intuitive, and right. And you know, I do the intuitive eating and the intuitive movement and the intuitive yoga and all that stuff. Yeah, a lot of it for me was uh, living more intuitively too. Like, mm-hmm. if in the moment it's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Then, yeah. then just do it while you feel like it. Don't you know, think about I'll and, do it later. Yeah, don't don't overthink it. Don't give yourself like time to make excuses not to do it. Well and and so like if anyone else is is wondering how I was able personally to lean into intuitiveness, which I mean I should probably say in, intuition, but I feel like that's a different thing. Anyways, um <laughs> if uh if anyone's wondering how I did that, like I started real small. You know, it's like, I feel like, like one of the first things that I did, quote unquote, intuitively was I really want to do a cartwheel. And this was probably a year ago or so where it's like, I just really want to do a cartwheel. And and because I'm sick, my mom's like, you shouldn't do a cartwheel, Kara. You're, I would have been 29 or 30. She's like, you're 30 years old and have health problems. She's like, you could do a cartwheel and and you're going to have some major problems. And I'm like, you know, mom, I hear you. but I'm going to do a cartwheel. And I did it really poorly, mind you. Like, it was not all smooth and pretty. It was more like me putting my hands on the ground and kicking my legs up and over. But doing that and realizing that it was okay and it was safe and it was just a little thing and that my body and my mind, like, they know better than my cognitive functioning mind. Like, they're moving so quickly, right? And so just doing one little thing and realizing that, hey, that worked out okay, and then doing one more little thing. And, and eventually it's like, you know, we're planning to go skydiving when we can figure out the logistics of that. We've gone bungee yeah, jumping, absolutely. you know, and, and it leads to this big, crazy, exciting life that I have no complaints about. Do you have any complaints? Careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that I do. I mean, uh, 
my life has been on, you know, a more positive, more upward direction other than, you know, being poor all the time. But Even I spent most most of my life like that anyways. <laughs> so what's the big deal? You may as well enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's that's how I feel too. Um, also, pretty poor, but I mean, I feel like poor is maybe the wrong word, but like very little excess income. But what's cool about that? What's so cool about not having higher income? Um, sorry, I know it's totally different direction, but just roll with me. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's cool about that though is that it really drives creativity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and like hanging out with your friends lately, like your friends are. So so creative like some of the cars that they've built and things like that out of like no money you know they're what are they called rat rods rat rods rat yes. rods um and like they're so cool his, he has a friend who built a car with like like he built his own uh headlights or taillights sorry yeah. things like that and and it's so cool and so like i find that like and creativity is obviously so important matt won't admit this probably but he's an incredibly creative fellow um, both, I can be both in his his work. He's a carpenter, and his uh, his hobby hobbies 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 <laughs> <laughs> in his hobbies and uh, and his work, and it's really really cool and inspiring to be around people who are creative in entirely different ways than me. And I think a lot of that is born from uh, they say necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so when we don't have as many resources, we have to be resourceful. You know? Yeah. Yeah, of course, you got to be more resourceful when you have less available. So do you... Oh, sorry? That's typically always the case. Was there any ever a period in your life where you didn't feel like a creative person? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been... Uh, a creative person, I guess, but it's hard to see it that way sometimes. You know, like I was talking about before, you get kind of stuck in that cycle of just like monotonous, like do the same kind of thing every day and you kind of lose interest in certain hobbies or you find like, I don't have time for it right now. And it's really what it comes down to is like, you just have to make time for the things that you want to do. Well, and that absolutely makes sense to me like like i i found this might seem like it's not related to what you said but just like um <laughs> okay i'm with you <laughs> yes yes okay um so the uh the interesting thing i've observed is if people aren't like musicians or visual artists people tend to not think of themselves as creative for some reason for the most part, like that's where the creative, like that's the line that people have, you know? And, and so in your music, I know you've probably known you're creative for a long time, but because you don't draw really, and you don't draw poorly, I've seen you draw an eye that looked super good. It was fucking stellar. Um, <laughs> well, maybe. Um. <laughs> but uh, so do you feel like that was like a hang up where you felt like there was parameters around what, what you were allowed to call yourself a creative you had to do these things? Well, that's the thing too, is like uh, for myself and I'm sure a lot of other people as well, you get kind of caught up in the the idea that you look at other people's art or what they're doing creatively and you're like, wow, they're so good at that. 
And if you've never really like put the time into it or learned skills or researched it, you're just like, oh, I'm I'm not good at that. I don't know how to do that. And like you try one time and you're like, that looks super shitty. Like even for a stick person, it looks shitty. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, yeah, they just don't give themselves like credit. Like, you know, artists that are really good, like visual artists like with drawing or painting or anything like that. Like they've put a lot of time into it and it's a developed skill. Well, I absolutely love that you say that because I absolutely hate when people are like, oh, I'm so jealous that you're so talented. I'm like, I ain't talented at all. I have worked my ass off to learn how to draw and I'm not even like top tier, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm good at what I do, but as far as like drawing as a whole, I love hearing you say that. Well, it's like, um, you know, when I play music, people are like, oh, you're so talented. And it's like, no, I'm not talented. I'm skilled. I've spent like 15 or 16 or 17 years doing this. Like, it's not something that I just like, oh, pick up a guitar and be like, wow, you're so good at that. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's not to say that there aren't people who are naturally. Oh, of course, there are people who are talented. I am not one of them. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So yeah, like I uh, I love hearing when people talk about creativity in that way, and 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 it's it's an interesting thing creativity because like Matt was saying, you really need to build up some type of skill set, whatever it is, and there's an amazing number of skill sets. I mean, I remember I remember I asked someone the other day, I said like, do you are you into art or music or anything like that, and they said no, and then. And then they said that they are someone who cooks a lot and they cook professionally. And I was like, well, that's as much art as anything else. Oh, you yeah, know, you're absolutely. just using it. It's, it's an art that's appealing to a different physical sense, but it's just as much art, right? Well, it's even uh, even cooking like that can be a very visual thing. It as can well. be for sure. For sure. I have a friend, Colin, who's a, who's a chef and he the prettiest, the prettiest food. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, that that definitely makes like a big part of the experience too. You know, the way that it looks, the way that it smells, the way that it tastes are all kind of like interconnected. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, my point is that I I tend to think, and maybe I'm like an optimist, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I tend to think that everybody has creativity. They just need to find the skill set that matches their version of creativity. Um, and I find creativity to be like such a valuable exercise like almost almost required for fulfillment is to have some type of creative outlet well yeah that comes back to what you were saying about like wellness right and with wellness they say it's you know the three m's are kind of the key to to wellness overall and those would be meditation martial arts and music Meditation, martial arts, and music? Yeah. So you're saying I have to learn, like, Krav Maga in order to be happy? No. It's just in in general, one of those three things. Oh, okay, okay. You know, if you don't have any of that in your life, like, try and do one of those three things, and it's been proven that that helps with overall wellness. That's fantastic, and I didn't know that. Do you got any more sweet little wellness bombs to drop on us here? Um, <laughs> probably nothing I can recall at this very moment, but. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never heard that before. Um, oh, although, really? 
really, really. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, that makes sense. You know, like um, martial arts is so physical. Meditation is so reflective and, and based in mindfulness. And obviously music is, you know, it just hits the spot for so many people, um, whether you're playing it or enjoying it yourself. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't have to be something that you physically do yourself. It's just something that you incorporate in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in in visual arts as well. Um, Matt got me a gift the other day, and I fucking love it. Is uh, <laughs> we were at a restaurant and there was these paintings, and I was like, oh, I love those paintings. Now I didn't have my glasses on or anything, so I loved them. Like I had no idea what I was looking at, but I liked the way that they like looked <clears throat> from afar. And so they were they were five for twenty bucks. Five for twenty bucks. And so Matt bought them. <laughs> of course. And we looked up um, close and they're so much cooler, so much cooler than I possibly could have imagined. Yeah, that's probably one of my uh, my biggest faults as a human being is I'm like, five paintings for 20 bucks? Like, how can I not buy that? And like, <laughs> I, I had hardly glanced at them. I was like, oh, those look kind of cool. Those are paintings. I'll buy those. <laughs> I'm so glad you did because they're so cool and like strange. There's like these interesting birds and then there's like different languages written on one of them. There's English and I assume Korean. Um, we'll never know. We will We will never know unless we ask someone who speaks Korean. I might ask my friend Chris. He at least he can at least tell me if it is Korean. He was teaching me Korean phonetically for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was on one of my, I think, episode five or six. Okay, um, he's that's from very Gray. cool. Yeah, he's super dope. He's from Texas. He's a linguist. Nice. Um, I hope you're listening, Chris. Shout out. Um, also, expect me to ask you about Korean. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, anyways, yeah, my, my point, though, is that, like, I think that filling... Like that's oh that's another thing oh man there's so many things I never want to stop there's talking. all the things all the things um, but uh, you know when it comes to like art and creativity and stuff is that like I love to fill my space with other people's creativity right so like I've got I've got vinyl and I have some of your music on my computer and that's exclusive by the way. I'm yes, the it is. only person in the world who has his music. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I have art from all sorts of different people in all sorts of different uh, formats. And I find that every day I wake up. Well, actually, I'm not at home right now, but when I'm at home every day, I wake up and I feel empowered because p- creative works carry with them the emotion and humanity long after those emotions have been felt and experienced by the by the creator and there's something so beautiful about that well yeah a lot of those things tend to just by nature capture either a moment in time or a certain uh expressionism or feeling that somebody had you know kind of like a piece of their soul from that time like it might not always be relevant to the person who created it, but down the road, like that's almost like a photograph, right? Yeah, it's a photograph of emotion. Um, and like a great example of that, and I think, excuse me, I think you've probably heard it. Not very many people have, but I wrote this song when I was with my um, my ex, who, as you know, was not 
he was not a kind man <laughs> and it was a bad situation and i wrote this song um and i listen to it now well it's not recorded but i listen like i pay attention to the lyrics now and like i, I don't resonate with at all the person that i was when i was in that situation yeah you hardly even remember that kind of feeling until you you know look at what you created at that time and be like oh that's uh well it just makes me so fucking sad matt i'm like oh oh i really hated everything about myself that's fun well and you can see it so much more clearly in hindsight oh yeah yeah in the moment i was just like oh this is like a powerful song that'll resonate with people and like the fact of the matter is if that song resonates with someone you should get out of the relationship you're in um, <laughs> like if that, if you feel that song deep in your soul, you get out, get out. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. And so I just find that so interesting, um, the way that art can impact us and, and we can feel it long after. And of course, you know, me, I seek out joyful art and fun and happy art and, and you know, um, rather than dark stuff, not because I don't love darkness, but because I, Whew, I can I can get to darkness real fast if I am not careful. Yeah, that's why you gotta, <laughs> you know, keep the the positive high kicks coming. <laughs> high kicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, for anyone who doesn't know, I can kick over my own head, and I enjoy doing that and freaking people out who are taller than me. I think that's what you're referencing. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. He may have demonstrated to his friend yesterday. He's like, fight me. Obviously joking. He's like, fight me. And so I fake, fake kicked him. Yep. It was a, it was a good time. <laughs> it was a really good time. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So I, oh gosh, I'm so excited that Matt is on right now. Matt and I talk for hours and hours all the time. It's it's almost, almost, almost every problematic. day. <laughs> almost every day. Um, it's almost problematic. Right. Um, <laughs> Because like when we first when we first decided that we were gonna couple it up and not just be uh, friends, we we got like three hours of sleep every day because for we, like a week, at least a week, at least a we week. We just yeah. talk and talk and talk and talk, and and it's not like we were like new, like we've known each other for a couple of years, yeah, um, and like been friends for a long time. But it was just like, we just wouldn't stop talking until we had to like set hard lines. Like, no, we need to sleep before 4 a.m. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's been a real, a real treat. Um, and to finally have you on here and present you to Seveld. <laughs> in um, person. Yeah, yeah, well, you're not really in person, but I'm going to put, like, a super sick photo of us, hopefully making stupid faces, as the uh, the cover thinger. Um, yeah, one thing uh, most people might not know is uh, Kara takes an awful lot of pictures. <laughs> so th there's bound to be some good ones, for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine why they would know that, but yes, it's it's almost ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. It's, it's perfect. And my phone does this thing called motion pictures, which, uh, which just means that, like, I mean, it's really, okay. So it's, 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 it's recording all the time because it gives you two seconds before you take the picture and the picture. So that means my phone's recording all the time, but it's sick. It's so cool. And it's like, if you want to make gifts out of anything <laughs> all the time, that's the way to go. Yeah. So I have all these like little gifts of, of Matt or Matt and I doing silly things. 
and it's just so much fun um and i can enjoy them you know because like you know we're not together 24 7 it's more like it's more like 15 7 because the the guy has a regular fucking job what a chump right and (laughs) and um so so when we're not together if i'm all like you know because i mean let's be honest i uh kind of like him and so I think about him sometimes. kind of like you, too. <laughs> and uh, and so I can just, like, pull up a GIF and, like, laugh and laugh. Yeah, I fucking love you, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 um, we have fun. We do. We do. I'm a little more aggressive as a human than I think Matt might be accustomed to. But, I mean, I'm here for it. I'm here for me. <laughs> well, and that comes back to the whole, like you know, curiosity and interest thing, like, be fucking aggressive. It's worth it. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Um, pour vous. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Um, what English-speaking country do you think you know the least slang from? Oh, I would... I want to immediately say Wales. I don't know why, but okay. that's... Welsh slang it is. Welsh slang. Okay. Welsh English slang. Because they do speak uh, Welsh there. I imagine they would. Oh, see, these are all Welsh words. I don't know. Let's see if I can figure out. Because, like, I can't pronounce. <laughs> and that's I... why I know nothing about it. Um. Okay, there's some that are English. All right. Any Welsh people listening, please forgive me. We're going to play a quick game, and then we can go back to chatting again, but I just don't want to forget. I'm super fucking hot right now. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, did I tell you we're going to play a game? We're going to play a game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read <laughs> I'm gonna read you a slang word, and you have to guess what it means. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So, tidy. Tidy? Tidy. Like clean, neat? It's spelt like that. What do you think it means? Like clean or neat? Organized? No. Okay, what does it mean? That's what the word means, Matt. Slang. <laughs> it's a great, fantastic, brilliant, etc. All oh. right, I'll do it now in a minute. I'll do it now in a minute? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means like i'll do it right now and be done in a minute uh it's a welsh oxymoron suggesting you'll do it in the near future fair all right um mush or mush it could be mush mush is like uh hurry up or <laughs> that, okay that's like the most canadian answer you could possibly give well it makes Alaskan. me think like sled dogs yeah, exactly. like, which they probably don't have in wales <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, like that also makes me think of sled dogs, which I think is really hilariously Canadian. Um, it's a term of endearment often used by people from Swansea. Swansea. Um, mitching. Mitching? Um, <laughs> I would think that that's kind of like uh, like bailing on somebody, like flaking. You know, it's actually not that far off. It's to skip school. Oh, okay. Um, so what do we call that? Ditching. Yeah, but we also, there's another word for it. 
Yeah. Uh, skipping. Skipping. Your. Ah, whatever. Chopsing. Chopsing. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Um. Like I would think something to do with like chopping wood, but that's <laughs> once again like the whole West Coast thing. Also um, very Canadian. Yeah. Chop wood in your flannel. Right. In your Mac. My plaid pajamas. Um. <laughs> it's when someone is arguing with you or giving you an earful. Oh, okay. So I've been kind of kind of sassy, so you might give me a chop thing after. Um. <laughs> all right or wah. All right or wah. Or no, all right or wah. Like what? Yeah, like, but without the like, T. Like question mark? Yeah, like W-H-A question mark. <laughs> well, I think it means the same thing as what question mark. It's apparently an introductory term used to mean hello. Damn, eh? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we're going to do one more, and then I'm going to do my favorite British slang that isn't necessarily Welsh. Okay. Um... <laughs> uh, okay. What do we got? I'm trying. I'm trying here. Okay, calm down. Um, see, I'm not aggressive. You're aggressive, right? Daps. <laughs> Daps. Yeah. Like, can you use it in a sentence? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was wearing his best daps. His best daps. I have no um, idea if that's a proper sentence. I'm so not Welsh. like. I mean, I I would think like his like, you know, you're like nice like fancy church pants or something. Well, it says a pair of trainers, which I think is shoes. Yeah, that is shoes. Yes. Okay. Um, and then last but not least, what does snogging mean? Oh, I know that one. Nice. Uh, the snogging is uh like making out or kissing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Making out. I always loved that term. Um, so that very, sounds gross. Yeah, because it doesn't sound hot, but it's just like, I just love it. Um, so, <laughs> is there is there any like particular things you might want to add? Is there okay? If you were to give, and <laughs> this is probably terribly unhelpful, but if you were to give advice to like just anyone, like the most general but helpful advice you can possibly think of, go. Okay. Um, general advice for pretty much anybody in any place or situation in life. Um, I would think, like, don't worry so much about where you want to be in the future. Worry about where you're at right now and just try and enjoy your life as much as you can. Do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Find out what you're passionate about in life. Like, just experience stuff. Just experience stuff. That's it. Like that's fair, and that that's so similar to what I was talking about with the shoulds yesterday. You know, yeah. is like it's very easy to get caught up in in what you think should happen or what you. And and I mean, obviously, that doesn't mean don't plan. Like what you're you're saying isn't don't plan. Just like think, like what's the worst that could happen, and then disregard that and do it anyway. <laughs> All right. Well. <clears throat> Sorry, we're on one mic here, so I can't mute it for the for the coughs. So, um, sorry, guys. 
anyways uh <laughs> um is there anything else you want to add before we finish um no i think that pretty much covers you know the majority of the things that i thought about in the last 10 seconds um <laughs> Uh, aside from that, I just want to say that I'm very grateful and thankful to have uh, Kara in my life. She's super wonderful. Aww. As I'm sure the the listeners know. Aww. That makes my, you're going to make my heart explode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So thank you very, very much, Matt, for coming on and taking the time and just uh, everything, just so everyone knows. Matt is also really wonderful, and we have a phone ringing, so perfect timing to my listeners. I love you. Bye. 